Hello and welcome to the Extremist Publishing Podcast. I'm Tom Christie, and I'm delighted to be joined today by a brand new friend of the podcast. He's one of the most respected and beloved voices on the airwaves here in the Forth Valley area of Scotland, and everyone in Central Scotland certainly will have heard of him and his show. It's Mr Mark Wallace. Shucks, Tom. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. It's me, Mark Wallace, by the way. It's all about me, Tom. So, Mark, I feel like you and I should be old friends because you've had me on your show two or three times and, you know, very much enjoyed the experience. But this is the first time we've actually met face-to-face. Fantastic, isn't it? I mean, actually, when we met today, when I came in earlier, I actually thought we'd met. But no, we haven't met. No, so hello. Well, it's it's great to have you here, Mark. And uh, I would like to ask a little bit about what got you into radio in the first place. Interesting story. You just put your hand up when you want me to stop. I don't have any problems talking. But literally, I was chatting to someone about the sale of their business. And they were setting up a radio station in Stirling. And they asked me, would I come on and be a business presenter and talk about business and politics? And that's how it started. Well, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? Because you think in this age of, you know, digital media and podcasts, that radio would be something that uh, was in decline. But in actual fact, the exact opposite is the case. Um, There are apps for all sorts of different world radio and DAB radio access. And I don't think radio has been anywhere near as popular as it is now. 100% we we broadcast by an internet station now and with a different station and we're picking up you know people listening in Canada Japan America in fact a majority of our audience is from abroad it's not an amazing thing because it's a great way of uh, you know finding out what's going on in different places finding out what the current affairs are and what's what's concerning individual people in different countries and yet so many of the times they're actually playing much the same music as we are Exactly the same, and some of the conversations I have with the listeners from abroad, they do chat about the cost of living, how high the rent is, how high the heating is. I think the world, uh, well, the world, we're all experiencing the same difficulties at the moment. So, would you like to say a bit more about your show and uh, you know why it's become so popular? It's not everybody's cup of tea, Tom, because um, I've obviously got quality jokes, um, and that's a matter of opinion. But can I say? I'm really pleased with the show because it's allowed me to introduce people from another passion of mine and that's a group called the Creative Veterans. Mm. It's allowed me to bring them in and I think what people like about the show, it's an old-fashioned chat show. We'll get back to the Creative Veterans later if you don't mind. But it's an, old, it's an old-fashioned chat show where people get to do a request. I tell the odd rubbish joke um, and I will be honest, they're not the best. I did ask the audience, shall I stop telling the jokes? Popular demand, they said no. They're that bad, we like them. And we play a variety of music, anywhere from the 50s up to present. Yeah. So, yeah, variety. You've managed to survive my taste in music. <laughs> Everything. Now, what's your taste, just out of interest? Oh, 80s and 90s. Well, 80s is the most popular on the radio, believe it or not. Yeah, I can well believe it. There are so many fantastic bands from back then. Oh, fantastic. And they're all making a re- They're all coming back. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the other things that people enjoy about your show is you've got a fantastic range of different characters. You've got everything from Care Home Billy through to you know respected authors like Ian McNeish. Have it all popped in to visit your programme at one point or another? Well, yeah, we've been so lucky. I mean, you mentioned Ian. He's Well, you know he's a, an author with your publishing. I better get this right, Extremist Publishing. And Ian's books are extremely good and easy to read and very interesting. And he's come along. Now, we, we have him as our official storyteller now. Mm-hmm. So he'll come on and tell a little story and you've got to answer whether it's true or false. And quite often it's false, but yes it is. And then we've got Care Home Billy, who can I say is not in a care home. Mm-hmm. It is a military joke. We just joke because he's old. 
<laughs> and we've got um, we've also got um, Auntie Morag. I don't know if you've heard that one. And Auntie Morag is an ex-wife of a military person, and she pretends to be my Auntie Morag. And we've got my official joke writer, who's an ex-Remy um, engineer called Grangemouth Ray. Mm. So yeah, we're, I've managed to bring them on to the show in one way or another. Yeah, and that's an amazing thing because it brings a sense of community to your show. And it's another reason why your programme is so popular right the way through the community. Uh, not just in Clackmannanshire, but right, right the way through Falkirk and Stirling and you know other parts of the Central Belt as well. It's, it's starting to pick up. It's a slow burn of the internet. But yeah, we're, we're literally getting listeners from all over the place. And the main thing is they're interacting on the show. Mm. And that's when you start to, to get that, that good feeling, you know, and it's worthwhile because they're sending in questions, they're sending in requests. And in some cases, we do, I've done the odd nighttime show, and people have actually sent in and discussed problems and issues, you know, which was very interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, isn't that the, the, the beauty of doing these things over the internet? You can marry it up with things like social media, you're getting interaction from people right throughout the, the area, but as you've mentioned before, it can be other parts of the country, it can be different countries entirely. 100%, and the radio you mentioned earlier is, is increasing in popularity. It definitely is. More and more people are switching off the TVs because they block watch TV now, Netflix or, or all, all these different sort, you know programmes, where they do have time and more and more people are tuning in in the garden. In fact, we often get people sending requests in when they're on holiday, saying Benidorm by the pool. Yeah, which is a great thing. I mean, because th- people often talk now, don't they, about the need to kind of switch off and take time to relax. And radio is a fantastic way of doing that, you know, to have a, a different kind of entertainment that's a bit more meditative, that gives you the opportunity to really listen to how people think and what they want to say. Um, you know, I think that's a great thing. Works well, and it's on your phone. You mentioned earlier, they literally have an app on the phone anywhere in the world to switch on the radio station and they can hear my dulcet tones. <laughs> so when the buggles said that video killed the radio star, they got it dead wrong, didn't they? They, they totally buggled that one. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more then about the Veterans Tales. Um, it's a fantastic initiative. The Veterans Tales, we're very proud of it. It's very difficult. There's a problem with... We have this group called Creative Veterans, and the idea is it's to support veterans who suffer or have suffered anxiety right up to PTSD. And the idea is just to get them out of isolation, get them involved, make them part of a community. And, and that's what that Veterans Tales was all about. We decided to get a project where we could actually have the veterans tell a story or perform a story and choose a bit of music and, and just do a little bit of almost acting on the radio, if that makes sense. They also, behind the scenes, got shown how to use all the material, all the, the products as well, i.e. The, the faders and the microphones, and they got a little bit into the, the frequencies as well. So we were very pleased with the, the output and... Yeah, sadly after that, one of the veterans passed away, David Gray, if you don't mind me mentioning. Mm-hmm. Big part of our group, and it was we were so pleased we managed to do that before you know that time came, and he was so grateful to get his t- story over, which was called Archie's Issues. Yeah, because creativity is such an important part of you know a therapeutic process, um, particularly things like improvisation. Um, I remember when the the big uh, improvisational comedy boom of the late eighties and early nineties took place. You know how many people said it was something that was able to build their confidence and their sense of empowerment. Uh, and I think there's something very similar happening here, isn't there? Without a doubt, you think some people wouldn't come out of the house. We managed to get people who wouldn't say boo to a ghost, actually get on the radio talk live all the performances were not edited on that show so the recordings were live none of the music was edited we did that on purpose and 
I've got I've got certain people who are just part of the group who I, I can hundred percent say they have absolutely transformed from some of these projects. But I think the radio project was a catalyst. And what are the major themes that you deal with? Is it a variety of different themes, or do they sort of predominate in one area? No, we we deal with all all sorts. Of, any any suggestions? We're always looking for suggestions. Do you mean on the radio or, or within the group? Well, within the group generally. But yeah, yeah, within yeah. the group generally, we, we do. We're looking at anything. I mean, we did a, a mural on a, a wall in in Tillicoutry. We've done the radio project. We've done a show at a full length show, two shows, um, one at the the Fringe. We're going to be doing a show at the Fringe later on as well, and we're about to do a variety night, which will come out after the podcast on the nineteenth of September mm-hmm. at the William Wallace in Causeway Head. So tell us more about your fringe experience. How can people find out more about that? That was fantastic. It was up near the Surgeon's Hall and we did a show that looked at anxiety, PTSD in the in the armed forces, basically showing how it starts. For example, it started with Northern Ireland. We played it back to that you know, that period, the seventies and eighties. Started with Northern Ireland, the soldier got started to show signs of anxiety. We took it right up to the end where they'd actually got full blown PTSD. And it finished the production um, where we actually showed how people could get help and how someone, the individual shoulder f- soldier, finally got help as well. So it covered right from the start, right to receiving help and then carrying on with a normal life. Yeah, because behavioural psychology is a famously complicated topic and you know one that is full of complexity. So hats off to you for finding such an effective way of harnessing that creativity in such a positive way. We, we, we're really pleased with that production and we've moved on from them. One of our committee members is a, a mental health nurse. We've also got a counsellor on the committee as well. So we're looking more at that where we can offer some of our veterans not just that creative way to get out, you know, out of the systems or to get involved, but also they've got people there who can maybe help them on a more personal level. Yeah, and I mean, isn't that so important, vitally important, that you're able to harness that degree of creativity uh, in a way that makes people reflect on their own experiences on one hand, but on the creativity, on the artistic expression on the other. It does. It's it's a great way creativity, and a lot of people do manage their lives by being creative. They just don't realise, you know, writing a Christmas card is an example. Making your own Christmas card. You know, some people do that. Don't realise that's that's actually helping them sew a button on a you know maybe make a dress. A lot of veterans have got those skills, believe it or not, and actually participate on their own being creative but don't join a group and that's what we want to change is bring those skills to us make costumes maybe help make you know maybe do a bit of acting maybe do a bit of presenting maybe build a set Mm. you know yeah because a creative community is such an important thing and such a powerful thing actually bringing people together it is and there is funding available if you get the right if you set yourself up correctly you can get funding for a lot of the projects we did get funding for the radio project which was was from another organisation but we did get the funding and that's important as well and it's not to buy people teas and coffees the funding is to at least pay the people who are supporting us a decent living wage Mm. and you mentioned your event coming up at the William Wallace what other um, future events do you have for uh, creative veterans and what's the future looking like? It's looking, it's looking really rosy. I mean, we've got that coming up. We're going to see how that pans out because we'd, it's only a small affair. We want to see how that works. We'd like to make that a more regular occurrence. We've also got book readings and poetry. Dates haven't been confirmed, but literally, and another mural. We're looking for a site to, to do another mural where we'll bring in, a mural, should I say, where we can bring in a professional artist again, which we did last time. And there is a chance we'll be taking another production to the Fringe next year, Army at the Fringe. 
I mean, it's fantastic news. So, I mean, if someone's out there listening and they're thinking, you know, that they live in this area and they would be really interested to get involved, what's the best way of them finding out more about it? It's going to the Creative Veterans Scotland Facebook site. They can see us on there, Creative Veterans Scotland. They'll see information on there and they'll be able to contact us via that site is the easiest way at the moment. We will be, we're just looking at media at the moment, social media, so we will be looking at other areas to contact us. That's the main one at the moment, though. Well, I mean, it's tremendous that you're able to, to use your radio show as well to, to get the word out about this really worthwhile and really positive endeavour. Um, but on the, in terms of your radio show particularly, um, you, you must have so many fascinating memories of you know the, the different people you've met and the different people you've interviewed. Um, would you like to share some of them with us? Yeah, we've met some, we've met some really nice people over the time. They put me on the spot. I've got the the councillor, I forget his name now, he used to be the Conservative councillor for Stirling. I actually found him very interesting because he opened my eyes to the the way people perceive the Conservatives in Scotland. Mm. And I don't mind saying this because I sit on the fence, but it was really interesting. When he came on, the questions I got live were very direct and very personal and very cutting. However, when I had the SNP chap on a few weeks later, they were very nice and, and just very generous. And it opened my eyes, I'm not a pol on politics, but it opened my eyes to how strong politics are in certain areas. And mm. in this area, it's, it's obvious it was a strong... Um, move towards the Scottish National Party which is fine mm -hmm. but um, he was an interesting guest because he handled it very well yeah. I, I only showed him some of the questions and the ones I showed him so I, I, f I wasn't memorable but it was a very enjoyable interview to see how a politician works under pressure mm. the the other interviews we've we've been involved in, well we've had groups in I know that um, Julie we both know Julie if I don't mind came in from from startup mm -hmm. and that opened my eyes to well, I knew there was a, a lot of you know poverty around, so that was memorable in the fact that it made me realise that there's a lot going under the scene. Sometimes we can be a little bit blind in our own lives, thinking about what we can do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that was that was a really good interview. And now I'm trying to think of oh, mainly charities. We had Maggie's the the cancer charity, mm -hmm. who have the the place where you can go and, and just talk and chat about things if your family have got you know problems I can't remember the second name of that I wish I could and they came over and they were very interesting and they took me to I went to see their their facility again whew, fantastic you know what you know this palliative care and how they support families who, who are, are not are unwell or maybe you know affected by the big C mm. so as far as stars are concerned I don't think I've I've actually had any stars on on board can anybody we've obviously got a group of people here listening to us at the moment thanks guys the production team and can we any think of any stars we've had on well there's a silence Tom <laughs> um, oh I tell you can I mention one person a young lady Fran Francesca Gray mm -hmm. she's David who I mentioned David Gray's um, daughter-in-law he passed one of our, our members uh, one of our founder members and she's a, a country singer and I must say she's a bit of a star because she's very humble she won't mind me saying she's from Stirling but she was put forward and nominated as one of the top country singers in the Nashville Awards this year mm -hmm. um, she couldn't get there but at least she was on the nomination list so she's doing very well at the moment and got an album coming out quick yeah. plug Francesca <laughs> that's fantastic news and as you say it just goes to show how much talent there is 
right across the country in so many different places. There really is, and, and one of the things I have done on the show is promote new talent, and um, through a group called Spigra um, Publishers, they deal with music. I don't know if you've heard of those. You may have seen them on the, and I have had a few people recommended, and I've tried them, and yeah, we've had some great singers. Um, one I'd like to mention is Emma Jane, uh, a lady uh, from over in Loch Lomond. We've played a lot of her music, very, very talented, and a Belfast jazz singer as well. Mm. who was very good, a Catherine Timoney. So, yeah, we've, we've come across some interesting people who may be stars of the future. Yeah, and isn't that an amazing thing, music particularly, because there are so many different styles out there and so many different people finding that, that particular niche that works for them. There is, and a lot of them are coming back. There's a new single out now. Your readers might remember a group called The Rubettes. Mm -hmm. um, Sugar Baby Love. Do you remember that tune? Well, yeah. half of that group have just come out. They've called themselves The Sugar Baby Loves or something. Mm -hmm. They've got a new single out now called Honey Love. Yeah. And it's doing very well in the Heritage Charts. I think it's up to number nine. And I was off, um, I was chatting to them recently. And also, can I just mention some musicians and some actors, etc., never really reached the big time. But some of them come back to the fringe every year and do very, very well. And myself and my, and my wife, Diane, we went to see the Beach Du Bois mm -hmm. and the False Seasons. And can I just say they were very, very good. Yeah, that's the amazing thing about the fringe, isn't it? It really does have something for everyone. You know, it's, it's a, a fantastic kind of creative patchwork right across the, the way. Music, drama, uh, you know, just about everything in between, literary festivals. Uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think we're, we're really fortunate to have it. Oh, I mean, Paul Sinner was in the next building. Have you ever watched The Chase? Mm -hmm. I nearly went to see him, but I think he's a better chaser than comedian, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, that's, that's the amazing thing about comedy, isn't it? A bit like politics. Yeah. People aren't always going to agree on it, but it's good to have a strong democracy where we can all have our own tastes. Yeah, it's true, and, and I've obviously met a famous publisher today. Really? Yeah, from Extremis Publishing, <laughs> yeah. Do you know him, Tom? I, I, I may have possibly, <laughs> possibly... <laughs> It's uh, it's it's the old uh, the old story actually. I remember speaking to somebody and uh, saying to them, you know, you're the only person that could write the story. We we had to get just the right author for it. And they said, well, could you not get him like? <laughs> <laughs> so if people would like to listen to your show, and I believe you me, you should because it's a fantastic program to to listen to, and certainly to hear a great variety of uh, content that's on there. Um, what's the best way for people to do that? Should they get the app? Should yeah. They, yeah? Get the app or type in fourthvalleyradio.co.uk. That'll take them to the page and they'll, they can look down at all the presenters and see all the different shows and decide what they want to listen to. Big announcement though, it looks as though I'm going to come off Monday nights due to commitments and there's a good chance I'll be doing a Friday 11 till 2 show. So I'm going to go to daytime. Woo! Okay. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. So stay tuned. Yeah. And, uh, and don't forget as well, if you have uh, an audio or video streaming Android system, uh, you're able to get a variety of different global and digital uh, radio apps on there, which also cover Fourth Valley Radio. So there's absolutely no excuse to miss Mark's show. Oh, thanks very much, Tom. Eh, you, you've, done me a, you've done me a great deed by hyping me up. <laughs> So, Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you today. And, uh, you know, I really wish you every success with your show, um, with the Creative Veterans, and with all of the other things that you've got coming up, because you're a, a busy chap. No, thanks for having me along, Tom. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's taken too long to get here. And, no, it's been fantastic. And, by all means, we will eventually... I know Julie's been in, and but we will eventually get you into the studio and we can maybe get a few requests from your 80s and 90s. Who was your favourite group, by the way? Oh... 
put you on the spot. Simple Minds in the 80s, I guess. Yeah, I like Simple Minds. Um, and Paul Weller, perhaps? Yeah, Paul Weller. Dandy Warhols in the 90s. Yeah. And uh, oh, Vanessa Carlton, I think, probably for around about the, the noughties. Right, I tell you what, some, some good, good artists there. <laughs> Well, it was, just, it was one of those unique times, wasn't it? Like so much good music, um, you get these periods where it, you, you know it's just never going to come again. You know, you get so many unique artists. So, No, fantastic yeah. periods, and um, thank you very much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. It's been great to speak to you, Mark, and I hope we'll have you on again soon. 100%. As long as the coffee and the ginger biscuits are there, I'm there. <laughs> so remember, folks, if you have uh, an Android device or you have a, an iPhone, uh, Fourth Valley Radio is what you want to be looking for. There's a tremendous variety of different content on there and uh, if you just do a search you'll be able to see more about Mark and his show. So thank you very much for joining us today and thank you very much Mark for having come in to speak to us. Cheers Tom. Uh, I do hope that you'll tune in again soon.